welcome to the 34th episode of the non-player character. 34? No. I thought it was 32. Shit. All right. We're starting over. the 32nd episode of the non-player character podcast job, a video game podcast with character i am your host npc paul and today i have dan with me how's it going dan it's going that's fantastic and katie is back how's it going katie great you paused and emphasized 32 because initially you said 34 so i just wanted to make it clear to the listeners that you fucked up yeah and now i have to keep it in <laughs> that's great Yep. Fantastic. I okay. love well, making you know your what? job harder. <clears throat> you just fine. have to own it. It's, it's fine. hilarious. So uh, I do want to get into the podcast, but first I wanted to uh, uh, share a little little thing that happened uh, in the recording for Hella Sports uh, last night, and I wanted you guys to enjoy it. Um, so uh, this is a little message from them to uh, to you. Mm. Could be pretty disastrous for you next week. And uh, also shout out uh, the MPC podcast, <laughs> you clever <laughs> clever bastards over there. I know. Um, they come. I come to the studio and in my little table right here, they um, they leave me one bottle of Angry Orchard cider, <laughs> and this goes back to how um, like they left the case here, and then me and Alex went in and yep. we, just, we just like kill like the rest of the case, and we both had a good buzz going on the rest of the show. I guess there's like their little ha 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 two host one beer, you clever <laughs> clever gamers, you. I see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they, know, no, they know how to stick it to people. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but love, guys. You know, we're all in the, we're all the, we're all in the Silver Tongue Audio family here. So there it is. Uh, there it is. Uh, it's the sad thing about this. Yeah, I'll so, kill him. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I will kill you. Yeah, I will kill you dead. I will break this bottle over your face and I'll stab you with it. <laughs> Jeez, them's fighting words. I th- we're all in the <laughs> same family, aren't we? Fuck that. <laughs> when you talk about Angry Orchard, you got to be angry. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. As we all know. And I'm from so. an orchard, almost <laughs> that's literally. True. That's true, yeah, yeah. I no. grew up on an apple orchard. <laughs> As we've learned, Katie is an angry drunk. Angry, absolutely. What? Man, she just I kept had... throwing things at people. No, I didn't. Right. I sang my song about my dog earlier at work after a, a, a mojito, and you weren't there to hear it. No. So you're lost. <laughs> I miss my dog. <laughs> I want to go home. I Can do we miss wrap Splinter. this up? We'll wrap Shout it up. Shout out to Splinter. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Splinter. There we go. Uh, so yeah, Dan, let's let's get this party started. What have you been playing this week? Um, well, Fortnite because I'm just waiting up for Blackout. You seriously, you've been playing Fortnite? Yeah, there's nothing to play. Well, I guess yeah, since Leonard's not here, we don't really have yeah. a Fortnite. Before. So I've been trying to 100% Spider-Man. I'm at like 98%. Okay. All right. It's uh, arduous and just yeah, filler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I understand. Um, been playing Fortnite and uh, Overcooked Two. Oh shit! Did you buy it? Yes. What on what? PS4. What? Why haven't we been fucking playing that? You didn't tell me you got it. I didn't know you had it. I don't. Okay then. So how are we gonna play? It? I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I've been introducing it to a number of friends. One of my friends and his wife have been playing it. And I get a text message from him. He's like, so this game's going to make us get a divorce. Yeah. 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 Overcooked. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. Shit gets real in the kitchen. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not a game. 
Yeah. Not a fucking game. No. I want to get to you, Katie, but first uh, I'll go because I want to hear all about the Forsaken, especially like the raid because we missed you, we missed you last week, so we didn't we didn't. Get I to tried hear my all best that. to fill yeah. in the Katie issues, but I just could not. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. Anyway, so real quick, um, I have been playing a little bit of Spider Man. Uh, my score has gone down from a six point five to a solid five. Um, because you're just getting worse and worse at it. Yeah, it's not that I'm getting worse and worse at it. It's that I'm noticing more and more its flaws. Um, I finally, I I beat Shocker twice, right? Okay. Um, and everyone was touting before I started playing it. Everyone was touting the boss battles in this game. Ooh, they're not great. They're yeah. not great. I don't know why people like them so much. They're repetitive and they're like every other boss battle ever made. Yeah. Ever. So yeah. It's a Spider-Man game that's kind of made for kids. So right, I mean, right? But God damn it, can't you make a good? See, that's the thing. Everyone says, "Oh, it's for kids." Oh, um, uh, Spider-Man's for kids. So is the MCU. MCU is for kids. Fucking, it it can also be good, right? Not so. You can't have accessibility and complexity in gaming, especially when it comes to boss fights. And have that be the, the wall for kids to hit. I'm not saying it has to be complex. I just, I just, I don't know. You got to remember, again, like when, I, so like when we were younger gamers, mm-hmm. you know, we this would have been our first experience of doing that. But right. as older gamers, we've been through this. We've been through the same thing. So we're always looking for something new, some evolution, because we've had this experience. Well, but we're not the demographic for it. <sighs> I want to be the demographic for a Spider-Man game, is what I'm trying you to say. You want to be 13 again, then? No, I don't want to be 13. I want to be a, a, an active and, and, and intelligent 30-year-old who happens to love the Spider-Man game that just came out. But he can't have that and then have a 13-year-old going, oh my god, that was well, fuck amazing. Fuck the 13-year-olds. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, first of all, highly illegal. <laughs> I really wish you caught that on film. Disgusting. You should probably cut that. It's <laughs> not at all what I. All right. <laughs> but I do want to talk real quick about a game that I started playing because it was free a couple months ago on PlayStation Four. Absolver. Ah. Oh, yeah. I did play something also. I've been playing Friday the Thirteenth because oh. it's free. Again, why haven't we been playing it anyway? We'll get to that. We'll yeah. fucking talk yeah. off mic about it. But Absolver, really, really good game. Um, it's 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 a fighting game that's actually a third-person action-adventure game. Uh, the major problem with it is that the difficulty curve um, could stab somebody. It could it could literally cut a bitch. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like, weird when a game's too difficult for you know its demographic, right? <laughs> it's. I mean, that's mm, not a loaded question, right? Yeah. No. It's. Uh, mm, I see where you're going. I do see where you're going, but this is actually like. A hindrance for the game itself. Hmm, hmm. It 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 could be. It's weird really, how difficulty really could become a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right. All right. No. You know what? I'm going to admit. I'm going to admit that maybe I'm holding a double standard, but uh, I will 100% say that my Spider-Man expectations were so high that nothing could have pleased me. So. And I like. I enjoy giving you shit about the Spider-Man thing, but I right. do agree it is simplistic and it could be done better. And that's why I don't think it's a perfect game. Right. At all. Yeah. That's why I'm I mean, saying about an 8 out of 10 for me. Right. Like, even if Red Dead didn't come out, even if God of War didn't come out this year, it wouldn't be no. Game of the Year contender. No. no. It, it might get some technical achievements. It'll be one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah, But sure. not Game of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, my rants are done. Katie, how are you liking Forsaken? I hear you did the raid. I've done it a couple times. Okay. And it's great. 
Yeah. I really, it? really enjoy it. Um, I really would like to get to the point where I can do um, the Last Wish raid at Riven without having to cheese it, which involves... So in the Last Wish, um, you drop down, you see Riven, and there are two rooms on each side, and one room is Crystal Side, the other room is Tree Side. Um, you run over to Crystal Side, and if you see a shadow pass by this giant wall, right. that means Riven won't pop in there. So you stay there, you fight, and then toward the third phase, or the third wave, um, Riven will come through, and that's when you melt her. Yeah. Um, if Riven comes through, then you run to the other room, basically. Right. Um, or there's a little cheese spot where you join Alias, takes you back to the top, then you run to the other room. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard it wasn't a cheese. <laughs> it is kind of I a cheese. I heard arguments that it was not a cheese. No, I mean, I've seen the same argument, and I agree with it. Like, it, it's... It's another method, yeah. Um, but I, I would, regardless, I would like to be able to do it right without having to use this other method. Because <laughs> considering that your team dynamic, like um, the the loadouts that you have for your team, have to be—I don't want to say very specific—but they have to be a certain. Well, right now range they do. Of things, right. yeah. Right uh, now they do because most people aren't six hundred. Yeah, and in order to actually beat Riven. You need to be very close to 600. Yeah. Like, even with a team mostly comprised of 580s, it was really, really hard to, to beat her with yeah. everything. With Yeah, it was, it's rough. Yeah. And you have to have, like, very specific things going on. Like, having one warlock with the Well of Radiance was not enough. We needed a second warlock. Um, having three hunters with Golden Gun and Celestial Nighthawk was not enough. We needed something else. Right. Um, doing the booping method, doing melting point, it's just, it's not enough. Yeah. So there's always something missing as of right now because you're not quite to the same power level that you need to be. And I tip my hat to everybody who spent over even three hours trying this. I mean, we, we were in there, I think, for four or five before I was like, well, I this has <laughs> been great. I need to eat food. No, I just wanted to stab myself in the eyes <laughs> because it was like you know when when you do the same action over and over again right, and you're not yeah. getting the result you want and you're just getting the exact same it's it's literally as Vaz would say the definition of an ins definition of insanity yeah um yeah. which was exactly how i started to feel so holy shit streamers who spent 20 hours on this <laughs> great job <laughs> I'm real glad you got that fucking emblem because you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit. Truth. Um, but yeah, it's really great. I really like the raid. Um, each each encounter is different, mm -hmm. um, which is exactly what we needed. I mean, the Leviathan raids are okay, but they're very repetitive. They're very, very monotonous um, in that like, they're not extremely challenging. I'd say the most challenging would be dogs um, because as you, as you know, yeah. when you get in that room, it's like just a matter of don't, don't get spotted seen. yeah and if you yeah. do you're fucked yeah yeah, yeah. kill your dog yeah yeah kill your dog just yeah. you know as fast as you dog. can what no. are you doing <laughs> um it's not really challenging though it's just like a matter of being quick it's about yeah. timing whereas with these ones kali is is a little bit more specific it's a little bit more of a challenge you have to contend with not just um a few waves of enemies but also like a small puzzle and then being able to communicate and being able to tell like okay, everybody go here and everybody go there. And then getting Nishiro Chi, it's it's a 
more challenging puzzle, but also you've got waves of ads, so you have to have dedicated ad clears. You right. like it's the one raid where I feel like my tethers are actually like super useful because they're useful in Leviathan. Yeah. Like I have made them useful because I hate using literally any other super. <laughs> um, but I've made them useful, but they're not essential. Like you can take them or leave them. Um, they're critical in my opinion to uh, the raid layer with uh, Argos mm-hmm. um, because you need those orbs for DPS yeah, all the time. <laughs> you need them all the time but Spire of Stars it's like who gives a shit because it's Spire of Stars and it's arguably garbage I like it I hated it <laughs> I hate <laughs> doing it the only good thing I got out of that stupid thing was that fucking sidearm that's like OP as shit mm. but I love it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, when you get to Shirochi, it's literally a speed run. Like yeah. you've you've got a few you've got a couple minutes and go. Yeah. Like it's all about timing, it's all about precision, it's all about like drop the tether here and then you get to Morgeth and it's like straight up DPS, fast as you can, a little bit of timing. It's not really a speed run, it's more of a take your time but don't take too long. Like right. it's hard to describe, it's mostly about the DPS. Yeah. Uh, I mean I actually did want Leonard here. Because I wanted to talk to him. He played Gambit with me for the first time mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the week. And uh, he had a lot of fun, but I still have some major concerns about Gambit. I have all the concerns. Yeah. Uh, so. Sleeper stimulant is, is insane. Simulant. Simulant? Yeah. What did I say? Stimulant. Stimulant? But you're not wrong in that <laughs> description. Yeah. Sleeper yeah, stimulant. No. Um, so yeah, that is still a major And the problem. nerf they've introduced is not is really a nerf. Barely it's, a nerf. Yeah, no. it's like a stop it. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. It's like you yeah. didn't address the core issues. No, you not just at all. they're trying to not piss off the community. That's like oh no, leave sleeper alone. It's yeah. fine. And then yeah. you know the same community crying the second something else gets buffed, like right. swords getting a buffed. That same. Right. <laughs> Well, don't nerf sleeper, but how you how dare you buff sword? Well, motherfucker, it took me four <laughs> swipes to kill one guy. It takes him one shot from sleeper to kill me. That doesn't really seem yeah, fair. Yeah, like, it's not balanced at all. So, no. do you think the <clears throat> the answer would be to like make a specific balance for um, sleeper? Yeah, but just for that mode. Mm-hmm. I think it would be extremely difficult for them to separate that because you've got the PvE. Like, Sleeper was meant to be for PvE, not necessarily for PvP. Because I remember when Sleeper first dropped, a few of my clanmates tried to use it in PvP. And it was okay, but it wasn't wasn't anything special. It was just like any other linear fusion rifle. Like, a couple shots and, yeah, great. But it's got a slow charge time. Whereas in Gambit, it's, it's way too OP because... As an invader, you have all the time in the world, basically. But what if they just uh, nerfed it within Gambit? So when you were playing Gambit, the sleeper would actually be a little bit more balanced because it would be toned down, but only in that mode. I mean, it would be like, I think that would be totally okay, except I don't think that they physically have a way of doing that. Um, I saw yeah. someone present I don't think the, it's arg- in the code. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it would be way too complicated. I think that's that's an issue that they either need to nerf it completely, um, or not at all. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why they've presented this not nerf. Um, now, the not nerf is that Sleeper will only carry two um, heavy ammo from the heavy drop um, or from the dedicated heavy whatever. Right. Um, but so they'll only get two, heavy, but if it comes back up, they'll right. get it and, again. And heavy ammo drops from heavy enemies that you kill. Yeah. Oh, enemies. wow. So it's actually drops two. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So like... <laughs> yeah. Even even fixing the ammo issue 
is not going to be a fix. Yeah, it's not. It's a Band-Aid. I, yeah. I did see one argument that someone suggested, well, maybe they instead of a nerf, they need to buff it on PvE enemies so that it, it practically melts the primeval so that sleeper ammo now becomes like you want to use that on right. just the primeval. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the economy yeah. of the ammunition changes. Yeah. Exactly. You'd yeah. be investing it in towards another purpose, which right. would which balance I it out. Which I think yeah. is great, except when you have an entire team and you've got, let's say, three dedicated sleeper just for the primeval, and then one person as the invader yeah, Just to hop with over sleeper. and kill the like that's yeah. That's the issue yeah. that I, I would say... I can already see <clears throat> poking uh, holes in that. The one thing that I swear would fix everything is if they untied light level to Gambit. Yes and no. Like, I, I like it because, like, as someone who has to contend with Sleeper, like, I can't t- I'm sure you can attest how many times I've been like, motherfucking Sleeper. <laughs> yeah. Because... It, you get loud. That was, that was quiet. I know. <laughs> I do. Well, it yeah. pisses me off because it's like... This motherfucker is like 525, and yeah. I'm almost 600, and he is melting me with one shot of sleeper. Yeah. That's imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, like when I run over to him with my sword, that's really the only time that my sword is effective, or it's really the only time when I can actually get a hit on him from afar and actually be effective is if he's that low. But if he's like, if he's 580 and I'm 600 and we both have sleeper, but he happens to have the catalyst, like it still doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it does not matter. Yeah. Like it just doesn't. And the only, like I've kind of jumped on the train and I don't know, like I want to take credit for starting the colony being used in Gambit trend, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was Duck who did it. Um, did it first because Duck had suggested it. Um, but I started using colony as a, uh, kind of a, a response to it. Yeah. And it's great. I fucking love it. My finest moment was a dude whose username was something Batman coming over, killing us to sleeper, me getting pissed off and being like, I'm going to be the invader. That's how mad I am. And I hate invading. Hopping over there, taking out one of his buddies who had 13 moats. And nice. then Batman comes running at me. He's got 15. I'm like, come at me, bro. Like, I know you have sleeper. I know you're going to kill me instantly. So I'm not going to bother. But I let off four shots of colony right before he killed me. He landed right on my ghost. He started doing an emote and immediately exploded. <laughs> that was so satisfying. That's like, good. it was just like, yes, but that's, that's the only way that. And that's not even a combat, cause, uh, a combat to sleeper because you, you died to sleeper. Yeah. And so. I mean, I constantly see the, well, get good at whisper. Well, I don't want to get good at a gun that I only use occasionally. Like, yeah. I think whisper's great, but. I'm not a sniper. Right. I don't really enjoy sniping. Like, it's cool, but I'm a fast-paced person. Yeah. So, to avoid this becoming a Destiny 2 podcast, we're going to move on. (laughs) I know Dan over here is is falling asleep because he hasn't seen the light of uh, buying Forsaken for himself and playing with us. Yeah. I have nothing to play, and I'll play (laughs) Destiny with you guys someday, but not today or tomorrow (laughs) or two weeks from now or Mm -hmm. four months from now. Well, someone was supposed to download H1Z1. I have H1Z1. <coughs> Not you. Oh. You stopped playing it. Yeah, it was like a month. <laughs> no, you stopped playing it like within a week of telling me to download it. No, no, it was like a month. It wasn't a month. It was about a month. It was All not right. a month. I'll tell Children, you what. Yeah. We need to move on to news. So we're <laughs> no. going to take a break and you guys can have this argument off mic. It wasn't a month. It was a week. But we're going to take a multiple break. Multiple weeks. It like was four. a week. Maybe two. Or three. No, a week and a half at most. Oh, now it's shrinking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Booker, catch. Hi, my name is Booker DeWitt, 
You might know me from Bioshock Infinite, but today I'm here to talk to you about Unectol. Booker! Booker, catch! Thanks, Elizabeth. I have a pretty active lifestyle. Take it. This one here keeps me pretty busy. Booker! So when my doctor told me about my severe rheumatoid arthritis due to repetitive catching of things thrown to me by my friend here... Here, you need this. I got concerned. Booker, catch! But then he told me about Unectol. (laughs) And now, I can catch anything this Spitfire can throw at me. Catch! Unectol is a non-habit-forming anti-inflammatory prescription-strength pill for sufferers of rheumatoid arthritis. Some side effects include dizziness upon standing, an inexplicable need to find meaning in the meaningless, hallucinations of cities in the sky or parallel universes, dissociative identity disorder or split personality, dry mouth, and headaches. Some patients experience some or all of the following. Coughing, itchy skin, sudden unexplained tattoos, the ability to shoot fire from their hands, the ability to control mechanical objects for a time, auditory hallucinations of horses, and constipation. Booker, catch! Unectol is not for everyone and should not be taken with any other medication or with alcohol. Catch it! If you experience any of these side effects, consult with your doctor immediately as these effects may become permanent. Ask your doctor about Unectol. Take it from me, Zachary Ka, I mean Booker DeWitt. Booker, catch! Welcome back, and it's time for news. No jingle. Very good. See, that doesn't that feel wrong? <laughs> it feels wrong when Noah doesn't do it, basically. There's Noah sitting at home just, just making the sound. <laughs> just spontaneously just, yeah, yeah. makes the noise. Yeah. It's like, why did I do that? Anyway. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about, basically to get it into the uh, search engine, is uh, Red Dead Redemption trailer. God damn, it looks good, doesn't it? It always looks good. It always looks good. It's one of those things of, like, I don't even need to watch it, not for spoilers, just because it's like, I I don't need to see it. Right. I'm going to enjoy it. Right. It's going to be beautiful. Well, the one thing that I really like about it, Dan, is the level of immersion. Do you know know what you have to do in that game? What? You have to pet your horse. You have to clean... And brush your horse. Yeah. You know what else you have to do, Dan? In mm-hmm. that, in that, you have to bathe yourself, and you have to eat. Yeah. You have to eat. Are we talking about Kingdom Come Deliverance? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 We're uh, talking about Red Dead Redemption. Uh, God. Good. Um. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> this is what I live for, Dan. You know this. All of the immersion mods in Skyrim go directly on my computer. All the oh, you have to eat now, and health potions take time to take effect yes so all of it give it to me it's kind of like this is this going to be the san andreas of uh, red dead yeah let it because guess what san andreas was an amazing fucking game so i'm never gonna get anywhere because i'm just gonna be doing pull-ups all day <laughs> yeah you know what <laughs> sometimes you just gotta do pull-ups all day <laughs> and then instantaneously from a hundred percent muscle you have to go to the fast food joint a hundred times to get yourself super fat for no reason yeah. i did that super fat. That'll be the buff fat. right i did that in buff fable fat? yeah <laughs> Also, to stack my evil, I always ate the chicks, but I turned off the sound because I didn't like the uh, the, the sound. The sound of the chicks. Yeah. Man, really if I had, I might, I might insert it right here. I don't know. 
Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's really upsetting. I th- yeah. I don't even know where I would find that, so I don't even want to try. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure someone's made a jingle out of it. Maybe, maybe. So as you physically fall apart, spending too much p- time playing Red Dead. Yeah. I will be a buff, bearded, clean... Well dressed. Well dressed. Yeah. Cowboy. Outlaw. outlaw. Petting <coughs> your horse. <coughs> Always petting my horse, making my horse happy. Have they announced whether or not the horse is going to be immortal in online mode? <laughs> because that is <laughs> the I only reason I am playing with you motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm not going to kill anybody's horse. That would break immersion. I don't immersion. trust you. And I don't no, that tr- would be immersion. I, you, I don't trust even a little bit. <laughs> because he, the first thing he said about online play was, I can't wait to go and stab your horse. Yeah. Why would you do that, Dan? Because it's funny. That is horrible. <laughs> so fucked Horses up. Horses have feelings, it's, too. It's not your actual horse. Yeah, it and is, it though. Back. It might actually be... Okay, what if that horse is $5? Not in, in real-life money, mm-hmm. in fake money. $5. Do you know how much that is? It's like nothing. That's a lot of money. No. Not. Actually, it is because if you paid very close attention, which I did, to the Red Dead trailer, uh, you like completed a mission. There was like a little complete mission thing, and you got like fifty cents for it. Damn! Just <laughs> ask for a raise. <laughs> yeah. Because like you know, money is weird God. back yeah, then. Yeah, no. It's like the yeah. last time Republicans like paid attention to wages, and they were like, "That's a lot of money." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you millennials want more money. Yeah, fifty right. cent raise. Jesus, Be happy. that's a lot. <laughs> Go buy yourself a horse. Yeah. Yeah. But I cannot wait for this goddamn game. I know. It's coming out at it's the end of the amazing. month, which is ridiculous. And it, it, it's already the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th today. So. <laughs> yeah, I've actually been hanging out with some like my childhood friends who when the don't podcast really comes play out is on the 12th. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. So I've been hanging out with friends who like don't play video games very often. Yeah. And you have first friends? Thing, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does happen. <laughs> Um, and they're all like, yeah, you know what? Are you picking up this Red Dead game? I was like, yeah. They're like, we got to form a posse. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly, the uh, online won't be out um, until yeah, not a launch, uh, uh, like late November, mid-November, Probably. something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Like, I, I will play the hell out of that single-player game, and, and all of the poker chips will be <laughs> I raining just down play some Liar's me. Dice. Oh, uh, Liar's <laughs> Dice is super good. They brought back a hand fillet. Oh my god! What if we could do that in multiplayer? A hand fillet or, or liar's dice? A liar's dice. That's all I would do. <gasps> right? Just online liar's I dice. Will, I won't knife our horse. We'll just play liar's we'll dice. We just play liar's dice. Yeah. Oh my god! And never forget the horse's nuts shrink in the cold. <laughs> yep. Yep. That went on someone's resume. <laughs> yeah. What oh, the I know it did. Fuck just happened. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about that? No. Yeah. What are you talking about? In the game. The horse's nutsack will shrink in the cold. That's really strange. I don't know That's why you detailed. paid attention to that. Uh, everyone paid attention to it, actually. <laughs> I didn't even know about it I until it was reported on. I didn't hear about it until just now. So <laughs> the fact that you told me tells me that you paid very close attention to that detail during well, the trailer. Y- I did. Mm-hmm. You're weird. <laughs> You're <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird man. the TV man. with a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be how he does it, too. He wouldn't, like do it any other way he'd do it old school he'd get yeah. out a ruler and like hold it against the tv uh. 
Well, we're going to move on from that. And you talk. brought it up. Right? <laughs> you wanted to talk about yeah. horses, not sex. So that's true. That's true. There you go. We talked about it. Well, we're going to follow up a little bit on a story we, re- we reported on or helped report on uh, last episode, and that was the closure of Telltale. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> on top of the fact that the skeleton crew has now become more of a skeleton crew at Telltale. It's literally the cleaning crew at this point. Yeah, I, I guess so. I don't even know. I mean, yeah. honestly, if you want to call that crew the cleaning crew, that's exactly what they're doing. They're just filling out uh, uh, forms and applications uh, for the Netflix Minecraft story mode TV show yeah. um, because of contractual obligations. But um, yeah, so <laughs> even more developers of that uh, uh, development team have been laid off without severance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So making the story even worse. But the ray of sunshine in the cloud uh, has finally shone down upon them. And um, the fourth season of Walking Dead is now going to be picked up by Skybound Entertainment. And please, uh, Dan, can you tell me what or who Skybound is. Um, so Robert Kirkman's publishing company, the ones that actually handle the comic books, that's right. actually, that's Skybound. Right, and Robert that, Kirkman, of course, is the person who... He's the author and creator of The Walking Dead, yes. so the man who actually made it what it is. Right, is, the reason the TV show exists. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not The not, reason the first and second season of the TV show actually exists. Decent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, he actually does a lot of really good work, some of his other comics, Invincible, great. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited for that simply because I think it shows a lot of heart towards, you know, his IP. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, well, this is something, you know, I could have got money for. Guess what? Whatever. It's gone. But it's more of a, this is his product. This is its, its whole, um, its lore, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's expa- and an extended and it, universe. It is sense. literally the culmination of many years of storytelling. Exactly. And it was just going to go down the drain and be vapor. Yeah. And he's like. And he knows this is coming from a company that's been taking a loss to the point right. where they've, you know, closed. Right. And he's picking it up. Yeah. Like, that's basically going, well, I know this may not make money, but, but it needs to be done. It's worth being told. Exactly. Right. And that, to me, is exciting. Yeah. No. That, I, to me, makes me want to go, okay, well, maybe I'll pick it back up, get back into it so I can get ready for the next season. Right. And I, I saw a little bit of news that maybe the developers will actually um, be brought on also. That would be perfect. I wouldn't say, I, I, I wouldn't be able to say that that would be all of the developers because that's like a 150 man team that and probably And all of them were be. all working on the same project. Exactly. Imagine, exactly. So, so like, no, that they are probably bringing on a number of them. Um, probably not nearly as many as that lost their jobs but, but as it we does re- help. yeah it does help and as we reported last week or uh, last episode um a lot of other companies bethesda uh um ea they're all looking uh dice specifically mm-hmm. they're all looking at uh telltale's closure and being like ooh they have talent they have writers they have amazing artists that can be picked up especially yeah, and people now. who know how to work with an existing ip yeah yeah exactly and dice ea would be a perfect uh, a exactly. place for them to land considering that they're dealing with <laughs> Star, Star Wars, Wars and they're yeah. going to try and this is basically their last ditch effort yeah. to try and make their uh, deal with Disney not fizzle away exactly and uh, yeah so it, I, I, I expect really really good things uh, for uh, the, the the development team of mm-hmm. uh, Telltale 
they are very very talented people as we said last episode and the fact that Robert Kirkman himself has stepped in and be like don't worry guys we will finish this story with Clementine because apparently the uh, voice actress who did Clementine uh, Leonard told me this um, uh, she she was done 100% done with all of her voice she had already finished all yeah yeah so other than ADR which I'm sure happens every now and then in video games uh, but less often I'm sure than movies and TV but anyway um other than ADR, everything that she had to do was done. So, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Good news. Good news. Uh, and a bit of funny news, I guess. Weird news coming out of Poland. Oh. Katie? Yeah. Uh, let us know about this? Yeah. So, I'm going to screw up his name. So, I apologize in advance to any Polish listeners that we might have. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's... Andrzej yeah, Sapkowski uh, <laughs> is the author behind the, uh, the novels that... Uh, originated or that were that had inspired the Witcher video game series. Yes, I can't say the name of it. I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a weird yeah. name. It's Witcher is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's just Witcher. It's just Witcher. Yeah, but in Polish. Yeah. Um, he had initially sold CD Projekt Red the rights to the Witcher, um, back in I think the early 2000s for a lump sum. Right. Well, he had mentioned uh, a couple years ago that he regretted doing that um, because of how successful it is. Well, now there's a lawsuit, and he <laughs> is requesting si- approximately $16 million in, in unpaid copyright. Royalties. Yeah, royalties, yeah. copyright royalties. Um, and they are also claiming that anything beyond the first Witcher is unlawful. So Witcher 2, Witcher 3, all of the DLCs, all of the books CD Projekt Red has kind of right. put out there. Um, the card game Gwent and... The upcoming... Uh, quite game. probably the upcoming Netflix series. Well, and um, the, the all upcoming un- Witcher game, the top-down isometric. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, 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 that, that turns into a card game yeah, Gwent. Yeah, That's yeah so yeah. trying to say that it's, it's unlawful. Um, so... We'll see. Um, the argument said, um, let me just put it here. Uh, Sapkowski's lawyers are arguing that uh, the deal was only for the first Witcher game. Um, and they are determined and prepared to see this matter through to a fully successful conclusion. Um, CD Projekt Red, of course, is saying this is groundless. We already paid him for all of this. Yeah. Like, it's done. Yeah, well, because back done. in 2012, uh, the author who I will not butcher because I refuse to do that. <laughs> um, he said, like, this is one of my biggest regrets. I shouldn't have sold them everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like he waited um, 10 years or so, probably more. Uh, roughly. Roughly 10 to years. To be like, yeah. oh, wait. You guys are making games? <laughs> you guys are making yeah. a profit on this? Wait yeah. a minute. Hold on. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, so I actually did read up a little bit on this uh, myself, and I found out that, in America, he doesn't really have a case. Yeah. There is a kind of gray area in America where it comes to copyright and selling your copyright, selling rights to your copyright, things like that. Um, but any lawyer worth his salt would be able to be like, just smack this right out of court. Oh, also, he, apparently there's an interview of him saying... Uh, yeah, right. literally saying, I shouldn't have sold them everything. So yeah. that would be really, really hard to like, work around. You? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But apparently, and I, of course, I don't know much about Polish copyright law. Um, I don't... How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know too much about American copyright law, to be fair, but... Um, Apparently in Poland, he might have more of a case. This might be uh, an issue where a lawyer could say that he was not under distress, but basically the uh, 
IP equ- equivalent of distress when he made this deal with CD Projekt Red. Oh, like he was in financial hardships and needed to... Right, of- right. Or something very similar to that. Um, so basically trying to say CD Projekt Red bullied him into it or, or kind left of, him no choice. Kind of, yeah. I, I don't want to use those exact words, well, the, but... the implication is there. Right, yeah. There, there would be an implication of that. Um, and if they want to go that route, they would definitely have some sort of case in, in this. See, normally, like, I would completely side kind of with the author in the sense of, like, you yeah. know, this is very much like someone's baby and they yeah, created yeah, yeah. this universe. Right. The problem with the CD Projekt Red thing is that... The Witcher is on the map because of CD Projekt Red. Yeah, it was very big as a book. It you know did its own thing, definitely following, but it's not. It would not be what it is without them. True. Without being introduced to American audiences through the medium that it was introduced, it would not and masterfully done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's taken a life of its own. I mean, through CD Projekt Red, they've really taken uh, uh, this very fantastic world that he built, and they created something new. It's sort of like the latest iterations of the Star Wars films, really, and certain <laughs> people might disagree with that, but frankly, <laughs> and, they're uh, wrong and should feel bad. How much? How much is the author uh, asking for again? Wasn't it? It's about sixteen million. Sixteen million. So, yeah. considering that if this was just a book and CD Projekt Red didn't bring it. Uh, to the states with a video game and maybe it just stayed a Polish video game or whatever, that 16 million would look like 16,000 maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like $16,000. Yeah. So like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be anything without the Western market picking it up. So, and the only way that that would have happened is with CD Projekt Reds. And the fact that he's waited so long to be like, oh, well, you know, oh, how much money has it made? All right, now's the time. Right. You know, I mean, I I do want to, like, stress that, like, waiting that long is not really the issue for me. For me, it's it's more the opportunist idea of it. Not necessarily the time, like, but it's hard to describe because... He's waiting for it to gain steam, so much momentum that it's made such a profit. Exactly. I mean, I feel like... I feel like it's the Netflix series timing. It's the fact that The Witcher 3 Mm -hmm. came out and, like, to now come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and to now come out and be like, oh, wait a minute, I want that money. And it's like, you know, this is just a tragic case of not understanding how contracts work and not having people around you to help you with that like i feel for the lawyer or not i feel for the author um because i i do feel that he probably got the shit end of this deal yeah probably he probably i think you said mark got mark hamilton yeah in this deal like (laughs) it super sucks but But it's like this is not cd project red's fault no and they're well within their rights to fight back it's like you gave us something great but you gave it to us and we paid you for it the transaction is over exactly and they put in the work and that's the thing it's like i understand if he was you know at the forefront of everything and he was like lead designer you know he was yeah if he was in the studio with them like exactly. yeah maybe things would would be different but no the cd project red took something that they loved mm-hmm. they loved these these books and they wanted to make something amazing out of it and it shows your opinion on the first witcher game notwithstanding garbage um, yeah it was kind of not great but it started a snowball effect that like hardcore fans loved the original Witcher game and then they took it into a third person action adventure and they loved it even more and then they upped that ante 
a hundredfold with Witcher 3 and the introduction of Gwent, which bring it to uh, mobile devices. I, yeah, Why the exactly. fuck haven't you brought it to mobile right? devices? <laughs> but like, you know, that that kind of trend doesn't happen unless you absolutely love the IP that you're working with. Yeah, exactly. It also, I mean, I think that they also took a medium that is kind of hard to get your foot in the door with, which is fantasy. I mean, yeah. we see the same studios over and over again in these fantasy games. Very rarely do we see an outlier like a small Polish company right. um, coming in and disrupting that because usually it's Bethesda, Bioware. Like these are big name publishers who have done the time who have put out shit after shit after shit after shit before they were finally on the map as like a big contender whereas CD Projekt Red put out two games one of which was shit one and then the <laughs> second one was like holy cow yeah. like this is amazing we can do yeah yeah, yeah so. and like you know you have to think Mike Poundsmith who I had to look up <laughs> um, the writer of Cyberpunk 2077 uh, I'm sure he did not make a deal like this and yeah. in five years, ten years' time, he will not be coming around to CD Projekt Red saying, like, why is uh, Cyberpunk 2077 8 that you've made now uh, making so much money? Yeah, I want my, my money. Yeah, yeah, where's my check? No, like, no, no, no. I he's, like to, he's I like, with the developer right now. I yeah. would like to have faith and assume that it wouldn't be called 2077. It would 8. It, I think it would be called, like, 2084 or something. Oh. I, I want to believe that they would. Oh, my God. What if they did one be, every year? Yeah. It's not going to happen, Dan. No, no. <laughs> well, no, I mean... <laughs> It'll be every 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think definitely, like, people benefit now more than ever from the information age. Right. Excuse me. Um, but, and again, I feel for the author, this super sucks. Like, he's missing out on a huge chunk of change yeah. from this amazing opportunity. But again, it, the, the responsibility for that for that irresponsibility does not fall on CD Projekt Red. Yeah. It falls and on him and yeah. his, whoever was in charge of his business and whoever he trusted, if yeah. he trusted anybody at all. Yeah. Uh, so I actually wonder if he actually called a lawyer in because if you're not calling a lawyer in and you're dealing with your, <laughs> your yeah. IP, baby, yeah. your yeah. IP, yeah. Um, yeah, that's then a it's irresponsible. Right. It, it is. It was bad. It is. Bad um, I do know, though, that uh, the Netflix series will have him more involved, which means he will be getting paid quite a lot more. Yeah. For the Witcher uh, Netflix series, and I know, like when That's The Witcher started, like as the game, he did have involvement with the yeah. story a little bit. To yeah, see yeah, how it was kind of adapted. Yeah, I'm sure that's but. that's Netflix flirting from HBO, more like right. having the writer involved to kind of help direct them, where right. a game developer may not be able to direct them. Yeah, and yeah. since they're uh, doing a TV series on a book series that is actually complete. Yeah. yeah. Instead of uh, fucking yeah. waiting on the slowest rider oh my God. in the hey, world. Hey, hey, hey. No one, <laughs> no one insults J.R. Or not J.R. Uh, George R.R. Yeah. 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 Close enough, though. G.R.R. G.R.R. You'd think he was dead at the rate that these books are getting done. Don't say that. Don't say that. I'm just saying. Take your time, George. Take your time. I know. I am with Neil Gaiman on that. Uh, all right. Well, that was it for news. So we are going to close out on that little chapter mm -hmm. and move on to our topic of the week, which we oh haven't even, we haven't even touched on what the topic might be. It's I been know. a tease the whole time. What are they going to talk about this week? Ooh. Well, we're not going to reveal it now. We're going to wait until after the break. So come back. Hi, I'm Paul Logan. We've had a lot of fun on this podcast today, but I'm here to talk to you about something very important, something that affects us all, something you can help with healers in the eye. 
Did you know that over 2,000 hit points are lost every minute of every day? Well, it's true. That's equal to 10 Battlefield Engineers, 50 Player Unknowns Battlegrounds Combatants, or 2,000 Genjis, as he has like no health, dude. But with your help, we can fix this. Hiya! This is Tracer. <coughs> she needs your healing. She understands that she can't always be right next to you as she is constantly running into the middle of the map without an escape plan. But with your efforts, maybe, just maybe, she has a fighting chance. Yeah! You're a real lifesaver! And there are others just like her. This is XXRealGamer420XX, and he's been a real dick on the chat. But does he deserve less healing because he made a rude comment about your talent in the last match? No. And Ganja Kid, 55110XX, even though clearly he's too young to know what Ganja is, or even too young to own Battlefield 1, his shrill voice is calling for you to heal him so he can run straight into the treads of an enemy tank and die literally seconds after you revive him. These players need you much more than you need them, but with your thoughtful donation of choosing the healer class, you can get a half-hearted thank you over the chat, or a wave animation for your hard work in saving their new basses. So please, before you scroll immediately to Reaver because you think he looks the coolest, or before you choose the Engineer class even though you have no idea what the wrench does and have never killed anyone with a shotgun, think about choosing a medic, or any support class for that matter. Like, you know, Lucio. He has rollerblades, and that's pretty cool. With your tactful position in the corner of the point, or your stick to in running down a dumbass Hanzo that is way too far away from the team, you can save a life and win the match. We here at the Non-Player Character Podcast, thank you. <laughs> and welcome back it's time for the topic and the topic this week well it's reviews and games journalism mm. Mm. we happen to have a games journalist here with us that's one of the reasons why i wanted to uh, do yeah. this topic is because he i haven't leaned on you enough oh uh, yeah not at all so got my back oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah, uh, uh, who did you work for, first of all? Um, I used to be the senior editor for PlayStation Live Stuff. Senior editor, look at you, wow! Sorry, I'm jealous. Um, so, what was that like? Um, so In seven words or less. Not what I expected it to be. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you had to set your Starbucks cup down in order to finish. Counting. I needed two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? All right. You can't just like. <laughs> All right. Like you can't 
Like, you no. understand. You- <laughs> okay. That's fair. So, um, why wasn't it as expected? Okay, so, um, when you're outside of the media, you kind of expect it to be this very uh, lavish, kind of like, oh, everyone's very passionate right. and very, you know. Like uh, My Girl Friday. That's how I. I don't know what that means. God, I know. You guys are. Do you know what that means? I don't know what you're talking My about. My Girl Friday, the movie? Uh, what? It's uh, it's one of those black and white ones that uh, that you hear. We're not all seventy. Jesus. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Was that with the piano instead of like no, actual God. soundtrack? Yeah, and then the yeah, like the title cards. Oh, that, or like, was this one of those like ones that are the rotator? <gasps> oh my God! It was yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, where the things span <laughs> and you're just a different image. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! I took film class. Anyway, what I'm talking about is that it's it's all like 100% passion and 100,000 words on uh, fucking Red Dead Redemption, 600 words on why Super Mario is good. You know things like it's not like that. It's no. I mean, it it's very much like as far as editors go, you can have an editor who really cares about the writing, or you can have an editor who cares very much about like this. But it would be you know this this style of game so uh. it's not so much about like oh this or that it's more of a call of duty is going to be you know the thing so hit your you know hit uh articles on codes be the first to get like any sort of bit of information it's not so much about quality of writing and producing something that improves like the thoughts behind a product or right. explains it right it's be the first hit your keywords Get your SEO out there and literally just spit out the next one. Move to the next, move to the next, move to the next. Damn. That sounds bad. It's... I can't imagine that real journalism, uh, and I will make that distinction all throughout this topic, real journalism um, is much different. No, I don't imagine it is. Yeah. I'm not a real journalist either. Right, right. Um, It's... I mean, I worked. I worked in my middle school and high school newspaper, uh, but it's not like that was wow. real journalism either. What? That's that's just big. Is it? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> anyway. That's that's the okay. Okay, I see. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, there yeah, you go. Very nice. funny, very funny. But what I'm saying is that like it wasn't journalism. It was it was just get a fluff piece. Oh, the cheerleaders are practicing. Yeah. Talk about cheerleading. Well, so the issue that uh, games media has is that much like the games, everything that comes out by the time it's actually released, it's old. Right. Because no one cares about something the day after it releases. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. The the potential I mean, for its traffic because everything is click based. Yeah. So you you know end up with the minutia of like is your pay you know is your one article one page two page, is it a slideshow? How does that depend on traffic? Yeah. Images and all of that. Okay. And then on top of that, you have to mix in your relationship with the publisher. So right. accuracy and being able to be honest right. become, I don't want to say issues because it's not really an issue as long as everyone's being honest. Most publishers have no problem with you being like, this game is trash and they'll still send you a code the next time. As long as you feel like you're right in it. Interesting. Yeah. At least that's been my experience. I've, the only one, and I really don't care about burning bridges, Capcom. Very much. Say nothing bad. Yeah? Yeah. You talk shit about Capcom, they will cut you off. That sort of makes sense considering what they do with their properties. Yeah. Considering that it took so long for us to get Mega Man 11, and now that Mega Man 11 is out, no one is fucking talking about it. Yeah. 
I've noticed that. They're very hard to deal with, very hard to contact. Um, my whole time there, I actually never got in contact with Capcom. Wow. Yeah. What uh, What games were you, you reviewing for Capcom? No, I never did. Oh, you, oh, oh! Like you never were able to. Even yeah, never the like games. directly from Capcom. I would buy a re- copy of something right, and then yeah, review yeah. it. Oh, but wow. Capcom themselves would not respond to anything. They don't do events. They don't send out review copies. I'm sure they do it to like an IGN or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so I, I did want to touch a little bit on relationship yeah. uh, with with developers because I have a feeling, and maybe you can tell me that I'm. C- totally wrong and I sound like a conspiracy theorist Mm -hmm. but I have a feeling that some reviewers give better scores just to make sure that they're not pissing off the people who put out the game the people who make uh, the game Um, I can see it definitely from the smaller Um, so if you're an up and coming uh, website right uh, you're definitely fluffing a little bit because you're maintaining those relationships yeah if you're a bit better standing where they the publisher who is making the game they know that the traffic's coming to that website. So whether or not you agreed with them, it doesn't matter. You, you know, yeah. all um, publicity is good publicity, in a sense. Uh, okay. Yeah, so as long as your Call of Duty review is at the clicks. front page, I see. exactly, that brand is now being known. Yeah. Because yeah. they have enough traffic. Right. But if you're getting 100 clicks a day... Right. Because, like, Yahtzee, if you, huh. if the listener does not know who Yahtzee <laughs> is, just YouTube Yahtzee reviews. Click on any of his games, yeah. He'll especially rip you. yeah, especially one that you enjoy. He'll and rip you the fuck apart. He'll rip you the fuck apart, and he makes really, really good points. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, Skyrim. The review on Skyrim was one thousand percent accurate, and I still love the game because I know how to compartmentalize my feelings for the game and the reviewers mm-hmm. feelings of the game I mean that said he was also f- very positive on Skyrim he was he was very he was very positive on Skyrim but uh, he's a Dark Souls guy he yeah. loves the Dark Souls because it's a very hard game and it's a challenge and he kind of he does yeah. rip it apart for the things that everyone rips it apart yeah he, exactly he can exactly the, the the frame by frame attacks is, yeah, yeah. is a big or problem walking for around him. getting shot in the head randomly right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like just absolutely no reason yeah. um but like to me he is in a lot of ways or at least he used to be not so much anymore uh one of the best reviewers i've ever seen just because he is brutally honest and maybe he doesn't spend enough time pointing out what this game is doing right uh, and maybe he doesn't have as much knowledge to speak on the design, the specific design the designers make, level designers, artistic designers, all those guys. But what he is doing is giving you a stripped-down version of the game, presenting it, and saying, this is exactly what it is. Do you like it? My only I problem don't. with Yahtzee is he's very much, he reviews it for himself. He does. You know, zero consideration for the target audience or who it's developed for. Could be Teletubbies, go to the grocery store, or whatever the fuck game. Right? Is that coming out? Is that this year? It already came out. Oh, shit. Yeah. I gotta get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, it'll be like, this game's trash, blah, blah, blah. Don't yeah. play it. It's for, it's for nobody. But it's, it'd be a game that was for babies. Yeah. You know? Like, you have to understand the demographic that something is designed for. Like, uh, Call of Duty, like, especially all, pretty much all of them are not designed for the civilization crowd. You know, the people who are like, give me some strategy, text-based narrative, st- stuff like that. 
that market you say tax based narrative text oh okay I thought you but said also tax that based yeah, tax I was like that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> see exactly fucking nerd shut up <laughs> but I mean that's the idea though it's like we have so many different genres and demographics that play these games that you know it's hard to be a reviewer and understand or at least maintain the idea that this is made for a specific audience every time you do a review in my opinion you have to keep that in mind because those are the people who are going to be looking it up i mean that said he does do reviews on things that he wouldn't normally play while keeping in mind who it was made for like every time he does a final fantasy review he he <laughs> mentions over and over again this was not made for me yeah and that's and like that's great because there are games jrpgs that he loathes like he hates jrpgs in general but he really enjoys the persona series and he really liked one of the valkyria chronicles i think two yeah because everyone liked two yeah um but that said like he i do appreciate that he brings that kind of level of realness because i would rather hear your own personal opinion rather than you say well i hated this game but if i liked a jrpg or like these are the good qualities like okay, cool, what did you think about it? And I think that's why I enjoy Yahtzee, and I still do, is because I, generally I find that I agree with him on a lot of things, mostly because we both like the Thief series, and I feel that anybody who liked the Thief series is my kind of person, no. and yeah, they think no, like that. me. Yeah. So generally I agree with what he yeah, says. Yeah, and I think that that's fine. You find a reviewer that you know speaks to you, or at least connects to kind of the similar you know, things that you enjoy. But I don't think someone who's really big into JRPGs is going to give a shit what Yahtzee has to say because no. he's not their time, their target demographic. Right. And that's why I think um, if you are going to be an honest reviewer, you should probably stay away from the shit that you're just like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like I there's mean, if it's a Japanese game that I can't even pronounce the name of, I was not going to review it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I mean, exactly that, that makes sense. It just it makes no sense for me to do it. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste for the reader's time. Although yeah. I do have to say, the only reason he even reviewed a couple of those was because people were asking him. Yeah, to exactly. That's why yeah. I think so that's like, an interesting thing because he's, he's not... He's an interesting case, which is why I wanted to bring exactly. him up. Exactly. He's more entertainment than he is, in my opinion, journalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, and that's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's sort of the line that... I'm going to put air quotes, big old air quotes, video game journalistics, journalistics, journal, <laughs> journalisms have to, have to ride. They have to ride that line between entertainment and actual journalism. Yeah. The problem is, I mean, is prove me wrong. Like I, I got the sign and table up right now. Like prove me wrong. Am, am I wrong? No, but I mean, and that's the problem is that if you're going to maintain credibility and this is where you start losing credibility because you start walking over to the entertainment side yeah because you're simply going well and this is you know the reason why i actually left psls was because grand theft auto 5 had uh, relaunched on the ps4 right um i originally reviewed the first one gave it a 10 out of 10 because at the time it was above and beyond what was expected on a game for the ps3 yeah, I know. and then as it moved to the ps4 it doesn't quite meet the same criteria because it's still an old older product where a bunch of other open world games have come out. Before it. Witcher being one of them. Well, no. Um, Witcher came out after, but it oh, was like yeah, yeah, right. Infamous and a bunch of other Uncharted. Right. Okay. You know, like okay. open world, very visually intensive games have come out and it, that kind of changes the market. 
So I gave it a lower score, what but it was only it? like a 9.5 or something. You animal. Because the game itself was still very much, you know, playable. Very much all the same things I enjoyed about it. Right. Still great, especially for its price point. Yeah. yeah. Which is a factor. Um, but because my executive editor wanted to make waves, he lowered my review score himself. Oh. Yes. So he pissed Ouch. off Rockstar. And what what No, what I'm sorry. You pissed off Rockstar. I pissed off because Rockstar. of what he did. Right. Yes. Cool. What did, what did he lower it to? Just a nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that in itself was an affront to everything. Right. I mean, I again, I, I understand that's, that. That's the thing that kills me. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I, you and I earlier were talking about um, what's the difference between movie reviews and gaming reviews. Well, this is it. Like. <laughs> you're not like when you piss off of a, a, like the director or the producer or the distributor of a film they don't say well you're not invited anymore they don't have the power to do that really like some uh, studios can lock you out yeah, but well, not, not they to won't the same give degree you, they won't give you it's, free movie passes anymore. It's, sure it's but access it's so when it comes to reviews it's all about timing so they could be like well you're not you can go see it but you get to see it with everybody else. Right. Yeah. So as an outlet being like, yeah, I hit the wave with everyone else kills you. Yeah. Because you're at launch and you have to do 40 hours and yeah. then write it and you're already about a week late. Yeah. yeah. But that said, that's that's the point I'm trying to make is that um, if you give a film three stars out of four, that doesn't devastate your reputation as a reviewer. It doesn't. It does if you give them one out of four and everybody else is doing like four out of four or three out of four or whatever and you give them a one out of four and you call it an overhype like cock show or something no that, that is exactly <laughs> what happened but that that's the thing like you're saying nine out of ten like that's still a really good score and they threw a fit over they, a digit they didn't throw a fit because i gave them a lower score and they wanted a high a 10 out of 10 it was because they didn't understand based on my what remember my writing didn't change mm-hmm. i right. wrote for a 9.5 out of 10. And the 0.5 was because the mark the market shifted. Mm-hmm. And that's literally listed in my review. Right. And that's what I could, you know, be like, it's almost a perfect game. It is still very much, but it has hit the dated content. The only thing that they added new was the first person mode, which adds a bit to the game, but doesn't change enough of it to actually compete with modern Which, gaming yeah. it's still not a great first person shooter yeah, I mean, it does it, work it's but the it's one thing I'm worried about with Red Dead one of the I have a few things anyway, but yeah. one of the things is the, the first, first person the first person looks really wonky it looks wonky but I mean that's that's sort of the rock star first person it's it's the weight on the first person I just won't play it in first person yeah, I don't exactly yeah, I know exactly but yeah. you know whatever We. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I digress what, what I did want to bring up is, is this whole 10 9.5 Nine. Yeah. Those three numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Those three digits make or break a game in a lot of ways. Yeah. Putting 10 out of 10 in a Game Informer magazine, a Metacritic site, that that's the greatest game in, in the world. That's Half-Life 3. Well, that's that's you do know Metacritic is just an aggregate for everybody. Well, right? you know what I mean. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Getting 10 out of 10 on Metacritic is unheard of but if it ever happened that would be it'd be a god of war it would be exactly i mean <laughs> it, 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 would, it would be the god coming down and saying here is the game that you will play and it's yeah. called the game and you play it all the time <laughs> um getting a 9.5 in a magazine 
doesn't kill the game, but it makes you it makes you wonder. It has that little thing. Nine point five. What do you mean? Point five. What, what's the why? Why? Yeah. Why? That is a very clickbaity kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that'll be like, why did you give it a nine point five? Read, 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 read. Oh, you exactly. made it sound this game like is perfect, perfect. But what's the thing that's wrong with it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And giving it a nine when everyone else is giving it nine point five and a ten, that is even bigger of a clickbait because you are the outlier. You're the one person that gave Breath of the Wild a nine. Why did you give them a nine? Well, it's a way of doing it and still maintaining some level of credibility because you have the sites that will also do these 7.5s and right. 6s. And right. like, this game is trash. <laughs> Wait, what? why? And right. then you I get mean, the people who are like, that game is such terrible. It's for kids. I'm yeah. going to read a review that proves my point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you kind of jumped the gun. I was, I was going to ask you why they were doing Destiny. that. And and that's yeah. I mean, Destiny <laughs> Destiny fell in the same hole. Well, Destiny two does. had nines and tens, and then like the ones that were seven point fives are the ones everybody threw in everybody else's faces. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, idea. it's it's the uh, it's the one scientist climate denier. You know, it's it's the exactly one guy is. out of out of five hundred people this that Facebook are like. This Facebook post is, told is me terrible. that vaccines cause autism. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, they cause autism. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that the problem with reviews? No, the problem is that we actually give weight to the numbers, um, mm. to a, a, a single number, because a video game in itself is not, you know, a sum of its parts. Right. It is multiple parts because we all appreciate different aspects of it. Right. You know, some people are like, this game is gorgeous. That's all they say. That's all they talk about. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then some people are like, the narratives in this is amazing. The animation in this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I get to have a million things. It's got a hundred million hours of gameplay. Yeah, little aspects. The graphics are outstanding. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like it, we all have our things, mm-hmm. and what draws us to a game are those elements. But no single number can say visuals, story, this, 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 that, because no game is perfect at everything. Because it's made by people, and right. unless it's The Witcher, you know, it can't be made, you know, once every ten years, right? Yeah. No, not every company can do that. Yeah, and even The sure. Witcher has its problems. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. But you know what I mean. It's like no company can make one game for like seven years, yeah. except for like Rockstar. Yeah, yeah. Rockstar. CD like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, there's outliers. Like yeah. Bethesda is a gigantic company, which is why they're able to make five different games and have them come out one this year, the next one next year, the next one the next yeah. year. Um, so pursue that's, pad, uh, passion projects when they really shouldn't, like praise Moon Crash. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, although uh, Arcane is is that's like one hundred percent them. No, I know. It's yeah, just but no, I, I understand what you're saying for sure. Um, and so that they're able to do that, they're huge. Yeah. Uh, EA is the same way, kind of. kind of. They're able to do all the sports games every single year without changing anything about them. <laughs> and then they come out with the Star Warses and the Battlefields. Yeah, but those are still leapfrogging yearly. And yeah, they're still leapfrogging yearly. Um, so, like, there are game companies who are able to put out as many passion projects and money makers as they can, sort of one after the other. Yeah, they're greasing the wheel for the other projects. Exactly. Which, yeah, and then the outliers, like uh, Rockstar, as you said, CD Projekt Red, and I want to think of a third one, but I can't right now. Well, Bethesda, I mean, kind of. Kind of. If you if you take, take a away the, IP, they're publishing away, from right? Them. Yeah. If they're you take the publishing away, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, Bioware. so uh, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Bioware, I guess. Do you used to be. Used to be. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's true. That's the uh, the allure of money, right? Yeah. So a lot of like you know you're talking about Bioware, like 
<laughs> <You know? laughs> no, yeah, no, no, that's 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 the truth. Yeah. So yeah, um, so because all these different types and dis- disparate games get to come out at different times, where as reviewers you're not able to sort of pinpoint things about this game versus the last game that the publisher or the developer came out with and see the differences between one game to the next because we have hundreds of games being thrown at us from a hundred different publishers and developers. Exactly, and every publisher, or not publisher, developer is focusing on a different aspect to make the game what it is. To me, uh, Breath of the Wild is meh because the market has amazing open world games. The Witcher, Horizon... There were a lot of amazing things about Breath of the Wild. Like, the openness of it was breathtaking. The uh, Oh, beautifully. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, especially, the, like, the graphics. Although it wasn't the crazy Witcher-style graphics that we get, it was still brought stylized. down to the level of a stylized, cartoonish uh, uh, look to a game. But is that enough to make it a 10 out of 10? Right. Because, like, it failed miserably in story. It was a humdrum story <laughs> of fucking nothing. Yeah, mechanically uh, breakable weapons killed the game Breakable for me. weapons killed That's the games, exactly. Uh, although some of the mechanics were amazingly implemented, like the powers, the, the magnets, and how they interacted with everything physics in the world. Nice, the physics physics engines. For sure, like, they did a lot of good things, but... I've, I've seen it done better and, uh, and that's exactly yeah, my yeah, point so, you yeah. know it's like no game is the sum of its parts yeah. it is each component what allure, what is alluring about that part right uh, and so. we're all going a little bit long but the last thing I want to touch on is um, is it going to be coming down to video games and what they are is subjective 100% subjective and cannot be quantified by numbers or even the intellect of the professional reviewer, the one that dives deep and can pick apart why this story is good and why the graphics look good. I mean, well, I think it's kind of one of those things of like anyone can do that. It's just a matter of the experience behind it and the person who's writing it or you know, saying it's their ability to discern what exactly they're seeing. You know, um, anyone can be like, God, it is amazing. I love it. Why? Okay, well, it's got great gunplay. Right. What about the gunplay is great? Yeah. Well, I mean, this compared to this, this, that, you know, and by having those points, you can kind of prove your, your opinion. And I think that's the idea is being able to at least not have people who have to agree with you, but they at least understand your point. You know, like you guys talked about Yahtzee yeah. and that is ability to be like, it's this, this, but it's not for me. It's not for me. You know, he at least, uh, says that fact yeah. to kind of be like, look, this is where I stand. Yeah. So if you don't have to agree with me, but you understand this is where I am. Yeah. So. Can it get better? Uh, I mean, I think so. It's just a matter of money. And I mean, it depends on how long you want <laughs> this to go. the first time you said it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it comes down to money, really. And yeah. um, the idea, and I, we talked about this earlier, was that, like, um, it takes... So, like, when I did my review for Grand Theft Auto, I had 30 hours, 30-plus 30 hours, literally back-to-back going. Right. And I think I made, like, $30. <laughs> so that was, like, a dollar an hour. Right. That's... <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, but that's the idea is like you have people who have to spend X amount of time to play something. 
Yeah. And then you have to be able to fund it. Yeah. So how how much do you pay someone who's sitting there playing through a video game? Yeah. You know, so Persona, hundred hours. <laughs> do you how much do you spend? Yeah. Or at what point do you go? Well, just play enough to get the review. Well, how does it end? Yeah. You know, I mean, not to spoil the ending of Breath of the Wild, but I know a lot of people are not happy with it. Yeah. No, I I was not happy with exactly. it. Exactly. So, I mean, how could you review something without knowing how it, you know, culminates? Yeah. yeah. It's exactly, we end up in this weird era area where how do we do that? And I think, you know, talking to Katie earlier today, she kind of mentioned something about, like, YouTubers being able to kind of fill in a gap to, you know, be able to express content. So. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... It's a good idea, yeah. They yeah, can. I mean, uh, gaming is a visual medium, and the point that I was making earlier was that I, I, when I go into a game, it's like it's like reading a movie review. I don't necessarily want to know the ending, but at the same time, I I want to know how it plays with with or not how it plays in a movie, but like. How are the actors? Like, how's yeah. the set? How does it look? How does it feel? What's the emotion behind it? With games, Is, I just want to know. Does the story have a good payoff, maybe? Yeah, in yeah. movies. Yeah. For games, I you can never tell. I mean, early reviews for Andromeda were fucking singing its praises. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, right. singing its praises. Because yeah. like, people were writing for the expectations. Right? Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Mass Effect, Bioware, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I say early reviews, it's not like they allowed people to review it super early. <laughs> it's like the day didn't. after it came out, yeah. people were like, oh, it's a solid game. It's got a little bit of No Man's Sky, but not quite the No Man's Sky that they wanted to mention. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it, but my, my point that I was trying to make earlier was that with games, I don't necessarily need to know the payoff. I don't necessarily need the reviewer to write enough to tell me, like, how the game is as a whole. I want to know how it plays. I want to know if it's like gri- like gripping enough to keep me there because the most mundane story can keep me interested if it's fun. Because like with Kingdom Come Deliverance, it's literally you're not actually like a significant person, really. You're yeah, the you're son just a of dude. A, you're yeah. just a dude. You're the son of a blacksmith and go learn this, but it's hella fun. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, Mass Effect is kind of an outlier, but that had a great story. But a basic one, if you know anything about sci-fi. Yeah. Like, it's just the hero's journey. Great. It's cool. 100% from Babylon 5. Okay. Sure. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, it's not a bad show, though. It's a great show. I'll support Paul. Nobody but. cares. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, speaking as a huge sci-fi nerd, I assure you, nobody cares. I know. Um, but, like, with, with Red Dead... I know the story's probably going to be solid for what it is. Yeah. And what Red it Dead is. is always a better story than Grand Theft Auto, and that's all I'm looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. I, that's not hard, though. <laughs> like, you yeah, didn't yeah. just you didn't just <laughs> sh- tell me something breathtaking. Right. I mean, yeah. fucking Hello Neighbor has a better story than Grand Theft Auto. Like, fuck off. Actually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. right? Yeah. So, like, I, Cat Quest has a better it. story than Grand Theft Auto, well, for fuck's sake. Well, Cat Quest is the greatest story of all time. It is. Um... <laughs> It's Skyrim, but with cats, um, <laughs> basically. Um, so good. But but I just want to know how the game plays. Like, right. is it going to be interesting enough? Is are the controls not going to drive me crazy? Right. Like that first person control 
scares me. Granted, I'm probably not going to use it, but just watching the early trailers, it's like, oh, that looks very Doom-y. Like, not new Doom, like <laughs> old, old school, Doom. Yeah. Like, Their engine does not. DOS, yeah, it doesn't, no, it like, doesn't translate. His well hands are right here. Yeah, That's weird. Like The field just, of view is weird. Yeah. It's very yeah. strange. It yeah. does not work. But, like, I mean, my favorite game of all time has... A horrible story, really. The lore is interesting, but Destiny 2 is so fucking basic. It's not even funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's thinner <laughs> than wet tissue paper. Yeah. But I enjoy it because it's fun. And that's all I care about out of a game review. And that's why I don't really read reviews anymore, because they're either one of two things. This great game is technically great and beautiful, and the graphics are awesome, and the story is blah, 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 blah. 9.5 out of 10. Cool. Or it's actual garbage. This is the worst thing to ever hit the racks. It's terrible. It's repetitive. Bungie is horrible. And Bioware ate my mother's dog. <laughs> Two out of ten. Not again, Bioware. Would not recommend. <laughs> like, it's... No, that's it's either one of the two, and I get exhausted point. reading these yeah. stupid things. So I'd rather watch Game Ranks do a before you buy video. Before I would rather read some asshole preaching about the technicalities or the history of games and why he started gaming for seventeen paragraphs before <laughs> he tells me what's good about the game or how yeah. it plays. Or shout out to Game Ranks there. <laughs> <laughs> or the angry man baby child who wants everything to be free and why do games cost money? Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's a perfect example as to why I don't think, you know, games can be broken down to a single score. You know, They Katie, just can't. Katie likes certain elements of a game. Yeah. I like certain elements of a game. Paul likes no elements of a game. Oh, come on. No. No. <laughs> Unless it's Skyrim, and yeah, then he exactly. loves all of it, and there's no faults. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. We could have a score how much like Skyrim it is. Yeah. And then yeah, the Skyrim score. That would be perfect for Paul. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the idea, is, like, if we take away the single aggregate score and we break it down to the elements... Yeah, in a you know somewhat of a eloquent eloquent chart. But that's not clickbaity. That's not going to get and the that's traffic. The problem. That's problem. That right. is the exact problem. But that's why I think I come back to my point that written reviews do not work for games. They just don't. There's not a lot you can say about a game that hasn't that can't just be shown. That's my problem with written reviews because unlike with movies, with movies. You can write out the emotions that are being played. You can. You can write out the kind of acting skills that are used. You can tell when Kira Knightley is putting her all into a performance or if she's phoning it in. Like, you mm. can tell these things through basic emotion, watching previews, but also through what the reviewer can see as a reviewer um, and as a person connecting with another person. It's harder to do that with a game because it's not another person you're trying to connect with. It's a game. So how do you connect with that game? Well, it's how it plays. Well, how would you play it? How would you show how it plays? Just do it through visual. That's why I feel written reviews are pointless for video games. Those... And I'm done. Those, <laughs> <laughs> those are very harsh, but I think incredibly true words. Um, I... I don't have much more to say. Well, I, I, I want to ruminate. Down. Honestly, yeah. honestly, uh, I'd love to hear <laughs> well, what you want to Well, me and Katie had this discussion. Right, right, right. We yeah, already yeah, yeah, hashed yeah. this one out. Yeah, yeah. Right. We well, kept getting interrupted, but we hashed yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, d I, I would like to hear you maybe next time uh, uh, talk about this. But Round we, two. Round two. Uh, round ding, two ding, reviews. Ding, ding. Um, but, like, I have to personally ruminate, because, like, that, that made a whole lot of fucking sense to me. So, yeah, but we are uh, completely out of time here. Um, so, uh, any final words, Dan? Nah, I mean, just gamers need to grow up. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Katie, any final words? It's not that gamers need to grow up. It's that game reviewers have to grow up with the times. Oof. Okay. <laughs> Catch up, bitch. Ding, 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 Catch ding. Up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess uh, thank you for listening from me and Dan and Katie and everyone at Silver Tongue Audio. Until next game, everybody. I'll fucking fight you. Until next game. Let's go. Silver Tongue Audio.